Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Night number three of the DNC. And I think they've got a technical groove going on, but they don't have a message going on at all. The technical groove is how they're actually running this thing. They still do it in that same telethon kind of style. I don't find it to be particularly interesting. I don't find it to be particularly dynamic. I think people who are into technical stories are really super impressed with how it's all come together. I don't say no to that. It's kind of impressive. They've got hubs in Delaware and hubs in Milwaukee where, well, that's where the convention was supposed to be in Delaware. That's where Joe Biden is. But they have no message. There is no message greater than hate Trump. It is the entirety of what they do. You had the vice presidential nominee, the historic woman of color, vice presidential nominee, and you don't remember what she said. When the top story is the technical aspects of what they're doing, you know you have a problem. When the top story is Barack Obama and not the vice presidential nominee, you know you have a problem. That so many Americans marched for, went to jail for, fought for and died for. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. Oh, holy hell. And that sums up the insanity of last night. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I say that because you will hear from Barack Obama, from Hillary Clinton, and from Kamala Harris, the same old, same old, including lies. Lies about very fine people on both sides, lies about kids in cages, lies about the post office, and you don't hear anything about a vision going forward. Oh, sure. Joe Biden's his 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 uh, plan is going to create jobs and a lot of green jobs, too. There ain't no data on that at all. There is no data. On that at all. And anybody who has ever read the Green New Deal as a concept knows that there are no jobs to be created. There are only jobs to be taken away. But let me get back to Barack Obama because, well, he was in rare form last night. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work. This is different Barack Obama stuff. This is different because he usually is not this emotional. Or at least he's able to better cover the emotion and the digs and the attacks. This was very, very blatant. Different than what you usually get. 
No interest in finding common ground. No interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. Tell that to Alice Johnson. This is where it all falls apart. Who's Alice Johnson? That's the woman no longer in jail as President Trump worked towards and signed that First Step Act in dealing with prison reform, something that Barack Obama didn't do. It was Kim Kardashian that told him about Alice Johnson. Kim Kardashian has done more for black Americans and has done more for people we are told are disadvantaged than Barack Obama ever did. How's that for irony? Or just facts. I don't even know if it's ironic. But this was Barack Obama. Just hit after hit of untruth and slam after slam of low-hanging fruit. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Well, that's something. Not all of us have Netflix deals and million-dollar houses on Martha's Vineyard to get attention. Some of us need the presidency. Oh, wait, he had television shows and had million-dollar properties. You see, you needed the presidency to get that stuff. He had that stuff, and then he ran for the presidency. But that was just some uh, of Barack Obama. The other part of Barack Obama was the full-on attack against you. They understand that political opponents aren't un-American just because they disagree with you. A free press isn't the enemy, but the way we hold officials accountable. That our ability to work together to solve big problems like a pandemic depend on a fidelity to facts and science and logic and not just making stuff up. None of this should be controversial. These shouldn't be Republican principles or Democratic principles. They are American principles. But at this moment, this president and those who enable him have shown they don't believe in these things. That's you. You're the enabler. By the way, uh, the idea of a free press, do you mean when it was Ben Rhodes and others creating cabals of reporters to talk about uh, the need for an Iran nuclear deal to be able to show uh, America how good it is? You fed them the stories and then you used the stories to say, see what people are saying? The media is absolutely against Donald Trump. We've proven this in every way possible. And that's not to say you can't say things about Donald Trump you disagree with. Nothing makes less sense than the never Trumper cabal. Being opposed to a policy, being opposed to idea, being opposed to the way he says something or does something, that standard doesn't require you to be on this side of never Trump. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Especially when you're getting the judges that you want, especially when you're dealing with China the way you need to. Well, he's not nice and he's ruining our standing in the world. Really? Tell that to the UAE and Israel. Ruining our standing in the world. Tell that to Poland. It's a great... I know. Did he just say Poland? There's a great story from a website called Notes from Poland. And the Notes from Poland site, Poland adds Latin to core curriculum to help pupils understand foundation of Western civilization. 
An understanding of Greco-Roman heritage is the conceptual material foundation of Western civilization and Polish culture. Awareness of the long-lasting endurance of the values engendered on the basis of Greek and Roman cultures enriched by the Judeo-Christian element. Holy crap, Poland has become the great hope. You got to understand the Poles. They lived through crippling, crippling hell under Hitler and the Third Reich. And then it was doubled under the communism that they suffered for years, for decades. First beginning to turn the tide with the return of Pope John Paul II and the Russians the communists could not stop him from holding a mass, and this is a religious place, and of course, that does not jive with communism. That believes that the religion is the state. And there is, there is Pope John Paul holding a mass for millions, and he just takes a breath, and the crowd starts chanting and applauding and cheering and crying, and this goes on I think it's for 11 minutes. Was it, was it 11 minutes, 9 minutes? It's, it's a name of, uh, of, a, of a film, of a documentary uh, by Newt Gingrich, who is going to be joining us, scheduled to be joining us later uh, in, in, uh, in the show. And it's when they realized that there were more of them than there were of the communists. Right? It's when they realized, I'm sorry, the, 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 it's called Nine Days That Changed the World, and it's about uh, Pope John Paul's trip through Poland. Um, but this moment, they realize there's more of us than there are them. There are more of us than there are the communists. An amazing, amazing moment. But Poland recognizes the value of Western culture. You know who doesn't? The Democratic Party. Because there has not been one mention saying the riots must end. No, no talk about the riots must end. There is only talk about the evil Donald Trump. The same old boring garbage that you're already used to. And then, of course, there was the boring garbage that you got from the most boring of people, Hillary Clinton. Vote for honest elections so we, not a foreign adversary, choose our president. Vote for the diverse, hopeful America we saw in last night's roll call. And don't forget, Joe and Kamala can win by three million votes and still lose. Take it from me. So we need numbers overwhelming so Trump can't sneak or steal his way to victory. You lost because you're just terrible, ma'am. You're terrible. You are nasty. You are a liar. You are a criminal. This is who you are. Your husband was getting $500,000 checks for speaking engagements from groups and from nations so they could have access. They were buying access by giving your husband money through the Clinton Global Initiative. That's who you are. Women don't raise their daughters to be like Hillary. They use Hillary as a cautionary tale of what not to do. 
Yet she's telling you Trump's going to steal the election. This is the same old, same old. But let's get to Kamala Harris, because, right, she was the star of the night, wasn't she? Wasn't she? No. Yeah, she was supposed to be. She was supposed to be, but she certainly wasn't because her speech was absolutely and wholeheartedly forgettable. And this is not a coincidence. It is the effect of structural racism, of inequities in education and technology, health care and housing, job security and transportation. The injustice in reproductive and maternal health care, in the excessive use of force by police, and in our broader criminal justice system. This virus, it has no eyes, and yet it knows exactly how we see each other and how we treat each other. And let's be clear. There is no vaccine for racism. Yep. You're going to you're going to uh, add that a- ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you could do for your country. There's no vaccine for racism. I got it. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. There's no vaccine for racism. It's a forgettable speech from a very forgettable woman. We've got to do the work. George Floyd, for Brianna Taylor, for the lives of too many others to name, for our children, and for all of us. We've got to do the work to fulfill that promise of equal justice under law. I'm all down with equal justice under law, but the phrase do the work comes from the anti-racist crowd. And I want to make sure I'm clear on this. Anti-racism as a concept is bigotry. Anti-racism starts with its basis, the idea that certain people are guilty based on the color of their skin. And only through a series of acceptable actions can they be anti-racist. Those acceptable actions are not you living your life, but you living what somebody else says is the right kind of life. Otherwise, you are labeled a racist. It is sick, twisted manipulation that I personally want no part of. And I certainly would not never allow my children to be a part of. However, there are plenty of educators out there trying to say to your kids, you need to be anti-racist. And what they start with, well, you have to accept that Black Lives Matter. And if someone says, well, yes, Black Lives Matter. Great. What are you going to do about it? And that's where the anti-racism comes into play. That's what makes all this word manipulation so sick and so twisted. As opposed to, are we a nation that is equal under the law? And if not, what must be fixed? And let's go fix it quickly. Quickly. The anti-racism folk want to push the idea that there are things you are not allowed to say and things you are not allowed to bring up. As we discussed on this show, there will be moments where you must declare your loyalty, your fealty to Black Lives Matter. I said this a month ago, Ari, producer Ari, a month and a half ago. You've been saying it for a while, yeah. 
Iowa State professor threatens to dismiss students who oppose abortion and Black Lives Matter. Iowa State University on the syllabus. This according to Fox News. It says a giant warning. And the syllabus banned instances of othering, which is defined as, and I'm quoting, sexism, ableism, and homophobia. Quote, the same goes for any paper's projects. You cannot choose any topic that takes at its base that one side doesn't deserve the same basic human rights as you do. No arguments against gay marriage, abortion, Black Lives Matter, etc. I take this seriously. You must accept everything we say and you are not allowed to say anything. That's not liberalism. That is illiberalism. That is pure bigotry. That is anti-racism. Anti-racism is bigotry. But notice how they engage the phraseology. Because if you're not in favor of anti-racism, you must be okay with racism. See what they did there? And it takes a lot to be able to say, yeah, I'm not going to be a part of this wordplay bullcrap. But you can't be a part of this wordplay bullcrap. Now, the best example of wordplay bullcrap came from Kamala Harris herself. In the unforgettable speech, although I do agree with Chris Wallace to talk about her family coming to America, it's lovely. Clearly a woman who loves her family. I would never, ever say otherwise. There was something else that was memorable in the speech. Something else that really did kind of jump out at you. And it was this. And at every step of the way, I've been guided by the words I spoke from the first time I stood in a courtroom. Kamala Harris for the people. I have fought for children and survivors of sexual assault. I fought against transnational criminal organizations. I took on the biggest banks and helped take down one of the biggest for-profit colleges. I know a predator when I see one. What? You, 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 you what? I know a predator when I see one. It's the weirdest line in the world, but it's only it, it's weird because you would think she would then go into the predator thing. But listen to how this goes and check out the silence. I know a predator when I see one. My mother taught me that service to others gives life purpose and meaning. You went from talking about knowing a predator when you see one to your mom. What was the predator line? What is that? What does that mean? We want to know. I know a predator when I see one. I know a predator when I see one. She just threw it in there. I mean, it's got to be about Trump, right? Of course it's about Trump. But what does it mean? She just throws it in there. It's like, oh. Let me, let me just, I got to get that in. All right? Gosh, how tough I am. It, it was the, it's the only memorable line. It's the only one she had. It was her night, the historic night. The woman of color nominated to be vice president of the United States. And the only thing people are talking about is Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. That says a lot. 
what Kamala said you don't even understand, but what they're not talking about, which is Kamala, I think speaks volumes. I'm Tony Katz.